Welcome back, everyone. Another week of Taurus Tech Talk here at the SG Taurus Company. I'm your host, Matt LePan. Joined, as always, by one of our amazing technical support representatives. Today, it is Phil Valpy. Phil, welcome back to the podcast. Glad to have you on. Thanks, Matt. Today, Phil's going to discuss the ideal usage and the basics of using and setting up Nexia Communicating 1050 controls, better known as the AccuLink or ComfortLink control, depending on whether you sell American Standard or train equipment. These are the nice, big display thermostat and communicating controls. We discussed these a little bit with DeVoe Ward from Nexia on Taurus Talk, so you can go back and tune to that one if you want to get more specifics on them, but Phil's going to take you through the ideal usage and the basics of it. The 1050 controller that we sell is very specific in its usage. You cannot use it in every circumstance out there because it is a truly communicating control. And communicating controls, when you use them, must have a receiver on the other end, i.e. a furnace, an air handler, a condenser that can deal with the algorithms in it and not R, W, Y, and G like we used to on 24-volt controls. The 1050 control is our high-end controller that also includes the software for zoning. You do not have to use zoning, but zoning is part of the software. So when you have a 1050 controller on a furnace, we can add zone dampers and it will work properly, whereas the 850 and the other controllers are not for zoning. The control basic usage is with a furnace that is a modulating furnace or an air handler that has a modulating condenser or heat pump on it. The key with this is that it is trying to keep the set point within a couple tenths of a degree by modulating the equipment, whether it's in heating or cooling, in very small increments. So for a house that is going to have various and wide loads, we can use one of these modulating systems that will hold the temperature right on the money for what the customer wants. The control itself is a large control. It measures about 5 inches by 7 inches with a color screen, and it is Wi-Fi enabled. Customer will have to have Wi-Fi in the house. So if you're selling this control and they don't have Wi-Fi, they can't use it with an app. It's really simple to wire in. We only use three wires from the communicating equipment to this thermostat. That means in a lot of cases on a retrofit where there was a three or four wire thermostat, we don't have to pull any new wires. Whereas if you were going with a standard 24 volt Honeywell Wi-Fi, you need four, five or six wires because of the common involved with it. So this, when you're selling it, if you have three wires from your equipment location up to the thermostat, it will run properly. The other thing with it is we don't need any special wiring. 18-3 wire is okay for this. There's no shielded cable that we need to run to it. So when you put this in, you're going to connect it to the equipment, and you're going to probably put a condenser outside. We would like the condenser to be a variable speed condenser. Now that condenser only needs two wires to connect from the outdoor to the furnace or air handler. So the indoor to outdoor is two wires. Most old equipment had 18-2 wire there for years to run the compressor. We can still use the same 18-2 wire for communicating because the third wire that we go to the thermostat is not needed to communicate to the outdoor unit. So as a retrofit to put a new furnace or air handler in with condenser, wiring is not a problem. So we've got the thermostat hooked up to the indoor air handler or furnace and to the condenser. We put it on the wall and the screen lights up and we do have to do some setup on it. There are between six and eight screens that are menu driven on this to set up. I'll walk you through some basics. 
When it comes up the first time, you're going to have a screen that shows temperature and the word menu on it. The word menu, when you touch the word menu, it goes to a menu that has a bunch of settings. It has a Nexia setting, a service setting, zone setting, information setting, even weather. We, in the initial setup of this, are going to hit the service button. The service button will then bring us to a screen that you can put your dealer information in. You get to put your company name, company contact if you'd like, the address, your city, state, zip code, and your phone number. If you would like, and you pre-set it up through the Nexia portal, your phone number can be put in at this point, and it will populate the screen with all the information we just discussed. So you can put your company phone number in, and it will put you know, Joe's Air Conditioning, you know, 123 Main Street, etc. Once you've got the contact information in, we are then going to go to the technician access. Now, here's the hidden window for us. To get to the next screen, you must hold the technician access button for 5 to 10 seconds. It's kind of to keep the homeowner out. So once you hit the technician access button, a screen will come up. Caution. This should be only adjusted by a technician. At that point, you hit proceed and you come to the service menu. The service menu is where we're going to install and do all our setup for the first time. There are two setup menus. One is a wizard. They have a installation wizard, it's called, and one is installation setup. I like the installation setup not using the wizard. I recommend using the installer setup as opposed to the wizard. The first time you go through it, if you'd like to use the wizard, you can see all the screens, but many of the screens which you have to go through through the wizard are not used, so the installer setup is a little bit easier. On that screen, you also, if you want, if you screwed everything up on the thermostat and don't know where you're at, there's a button to restore defaults. You hit that, it'll ask you, are you sure? It'll ask you, are you sure again? And it will reboot the thermostat to the factory out-of-the-box setting. So if we touch the installer setup button, it's going to come up with eight groups. They're going to come up one group at a time on the screen. First group, or group one, is going to ask you what type of unit do you have for outdoors? Do you have an air conditioner or a heat pump? You pick that. Is it a single stage, a two stage, or a variable speed? You pick that. What type of indoor unit do you have? Do you have a gas furnace, oil furnace? Do you have an air handler? How many indoor stages of heat are there? Do you have single stage? Do you have two stage? Do you have variable stages? And the last thing on this initial setting is, what type of blower do you have? Do you have an ECM variable speed blower or do you have a regular three or four speed blower? So you pick what you have at that and go to your next group. The next group is our zoning group. It factory comes as disabled. We're going to leave it as disabled at the moment. We will come back to zoning settings at a later date. Group 3 is going to give us what we call cycles per hour. In the old days, you used to call this the heat anticipator setting. So if you had an old T87 and you set it at 0.5 or 0.6, that's the settings we're having here. But now we do what we call cycles per hour. So we have to set the compressor cycles per hour, and it comes factory defaulted to 3 cycles per hour means it's on for 10 minutes, off for 10 minutes, three times per hour, which is 60 minutes, and that's the normal setting. If we have a heater setting on that, if you are not just cooling only, but you have heat, the first stage heat would be set up at five cycles per hour. If it's a modulating, there will be a second stage we set for five cycles per hour. That cycles per hour is going to be determined by you. I recommend leaving them alone. Now we're going to go to, say, group four. You have the ability on this thermostat to determine the outdoor temperature display on the screen, whether or not we're going to use 
the weather channels outdoor or a sensor that you've put outdoors. Certain pieces of equipment like our variable speed equipment already have a sensor built in so we would pick outdoor sensor on the condenser and that would display on the screen or we could pick the weather channel. So you're going to set up the sensor setting whatever you would like and there's a few there then you will go to the next group which is group five. This is where you set up your accessories. What type of filter do you have? Do you have a media filter? Do you have a communicating air cleaner? And how many do you have? We have the ability to put, let you put two air cleaners on a furnace, one on each side. If you're using the ComfortLink AccuLink air cleaner, you can set the power levels here. We have a low, medium, and high, depending on the, on the ozone that you want to put out. So that's all done on this accessory settings. The next accessory you're gonna to have to pick is, do you have a humidifier? That's a yes or a no setting. If you say yes, then it asks you, is it a bypass or a steam humidifier? If you pick bypass, the menu will continue. If you pick steam, it's going to then ask you whether you want the fan to run with it or do you want to be able to turn the steam humidifier on and have it run standalone and set a fan speed. So that's called humidity without active heat call. So if you want on a, on a steam humidifier humidity to be put into the house without an active heat call, you, put, you want that. Then the next thing is how do you want to control the humidity? The thermostat has humidity control on it. So the humidity control can either be RH control, which is the relative humidity. You set it at 30, 40, 50%, whatever you want, and it will try to maintain that or you can use outdoor temperature comfort as it gets colder it is going to vary the output of the humidifier by time so that it does not get water on the windows so as we know when it gets real cold outside the windows tend to sweat we have that setting on here that you can use most people do not use that unless they have to they would rather control it with the humidity on the thermostat as we go along from there, it asks you, if we're humidifying without a heat call, how fast do you want the fan run? Do you want it 35%, 40%, 50 60%? So if we have a steam humidifier, we want at least 50% on there. Another option you might want is an ultraviolet light. Do you have a UV light? If you have a UV light, it's going to ask whether, it's in, whether you have a UV light installed or not and whether, whether you want to run that 24-7 when the fan's running or you only want to run at certain times of the year. Last on the accessories is ventilation. Do you have some type of ventilation on the house where you're bringing air in from outside? If you pick yes, it's going to ask you how long do you want that ventilation to run? Meaning, is that ventilation going to run half the day? You know, 30%, 40%, 50%? Do you want to run the fan on the equipment when that runs? Or is this a standalone ventilator that we can turn on and off? like a April Air or Train American Standard unit. So you get to pick a time, basically from one minute to 60 minutes per hour for it to run. So that's on the vent ventilation side. So those are the accessories that we would get to. We also have one more accessory that's a little bit odd, and that's a dehumidifier. We do sell a standalone dehumidifier that you could mount in the house that could be ducted into the ductwork or mounted alone that this unit will run using a set of contacts that we would supply. So if we have a dehumidifier that we install, which we don't sell many of these, but it is available to sell, if, if we're going to sell the dehumidifier, it can turn on and off irregardless of whether the furnace is calling or not based on the humidity or dehumidification setting, say, 50% on the thermostat and it will it will be a standalone. So if you pick a dehumidifier, 
then it's going to run off of the uh, RH control on the on the thermostat. We also, if you don't want to put a dehumidifier on it, have dehumidification control on this. Now dehumidification is only in the cooling season because the compressor runs to dehumidify the air. So we either enable or disable dehumidification. Now dehumidification, as we all know, is we're trying to dry the air out. So to dry the air out, we can do it one of two ways. We can slow the fan down to allow more latent heat to be drained out the drain and less sensible heat to cool the space down, or we can overcool the space. So you have to make a decision with dehumidification if you enable it, whether you want to overcool it, and it asks you, do you want to overcool it by one, two, or three degrees to reach your dehumidification set point, or do you want to enable the presser outside to slow down and speed up so it gives you some modulation to dehumidify rather than overcooling the space. So we get that point if we have a variable speed condenser outside. Our group seven gives us blower speed. When you turn your heating or cooling on, how long do you want for the blower to come on or off? Do you want delays, etc.? So if you're a heat pump, do you want the blower to delay a minute before it comes on to let the air get hot? Compressor shuts off, how long do you want the blower to run for? 30 seconds or a minute to keep stripping all the heat out of the coil. We also have that for cooling. When you turn the compressor on, do you want it to delay? And we don't recommend that. When you turn it off, do you want it to delay? Yes, we usually recommend 90 seconds. So you get blower on and off delays for heating and cooling, and those are airflow settings that you can set. Our last form, is our lockout setting. Lockouts are used when we have electric heat, gas furnaces, or hot water coil in conjunction with a heat pump. So we have to set the lockouts. These lockouts are set by temperature. So your auxiliary heat, which could be your gas furnace, you would set at, say, 40 degrees. Anything above 40 degrees, it won't come on. In your compressor lockout, you might set at 30 degrees so that the heat pump compressor won't run below 30 degrees. Between 30 and 40 degrees, either could run, and you do need a little bit of a dead band in between the two so that they overlap and you wouldn't have one on and one off, or both off. So we've gone through all the eight screen. That's the basic usage and setup of a 1050 control. So you heard Phil discuss those basics there, and thank you very much, Phil. That was very informative and I know that this is something that technicians are dealing with every day and you know even the sales folks out there can listen and now they know what they can sell it with and you heard Phil say we'll get into the zoning elements at a later date for these 1050 communicating controls that'll be next week on Taurus Tech Talk we'll discuss the zoning elements of a 1050 communicating control want to thank you all for tuning in make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify search Taurus Tech Talk you can hear us on TuneIn Radio search Taurus Tech Talk Follow along on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Use the hashtag Taurus Tech Talk. And finally, listen along on our website, all of our podcasts right there, sgtaurus.com backslash podcast. Remember, next week we'll talk about the zoning elements of these 1050s. We'll see you next week on Taurus Tech Talk.